to episode 72 of the Motorific podcast. Thank you for hanging in for 72. This time we're actually, I think, on time two weeks later. And um, it's going to be a while before we have a 73. So hopefully we'll bring you some interesting information for this episode to hold you over. Uh, if this is your first time listening, I am Joanne Dawn, also known as Geertrick, and then I'm here with my delicious co-host, Christy Farrell, also known as Adventure Goddess, and she's probably going to give us a little information about her next adventure, which is why we're going to have a little delay to 73, and then I'm going to give you a little update on my track day today, and then my trip last week where I broke my record and I rode the most solo miles ever that I've ever ridden. Actually, my longest trip away from home on my motorbike, which I probably won't ever do again because, well, I'll get into that in a minute. Um, so I've got that. I don't know, maybe a couple of news stories. Um, nothing terribly exciting and, I don't know, whatever else we can come up with along the way. <laughs> Oh, t-shirts. Did I talk about that last time? I can't remember if I talked about that before. A little bit, but are you going to make them available to people? They are available. Okay. So, yes, I do. They are available. I just don't have a lot. So, if you go to my blog, if you go to Gear Chick, you'll see the very first post is about t-shirts. And it'll, it'll take you to the store link. There's also a button at the top that says store. And it'll take you just to the one item in my store. No, it's T's. It's just T's. Um, T-E-S. And if you click on that, you can order a t-shirt, a ladies shirt in small, medium, or large. Um, I had I gave away a bunch at the um, sport bike rally. So if you were there, hopefully you got one. And then I don't have XL and X anymore. Um, but if more people want them, I'm certainly going to order more. But I have to order at least 35 um, to make it, you know, cost effective because I have to pay for this up front. I mean, I'd like to figure out a way to get a, to take pre-orders. Um, I mean, it, I, I just can't front all that again. So, you know, if you really want one, I would love it if you would actually buy one. And then if I don't get enough orders, I'll refund your money. So I'm not going to keep your money because if 35 people don't want to buy them, I'm not going to keep all their money. So I think maybe that's what I'll do because I have the buy now link up. Right now I have like a couple small, medium, and larges left. I have like five shirts left. So if you buy one right now, I'll mail you one this week. Uh, free shipping. So they're 18 bucks, And um they're light and they're comfy and so far everyone who got one they really liked it so hopefully you will too but there's a picture of the t-shirt there and then I will update my post with pictures of a couple ladies wearing them so you can see them on um, but I, I liked how it turned out I thought it was really cute and uh, I guess for all intents and purposes that is me on the t-shirt so if you, <laughs> uh, you did I show you a picture of it here so it's a street triple in a corner of some sort. So I do. I have about mm, five, five left. I think I mailed one out earlier. So yeah, order, please <laughs> order lots and uh, I'll see what, see what happens. So if I don't get the minimum number I need, 
I within about a month, maybe three to four weeks, I'll just refund everybody's money. But for right now, I do have about four or five to sell. So I'll email you if the one of the ones you're buying is not available. But otherwise, if you don't hear from me, then I will mail you a shirt within the week. I suppose I will give you an update or a review then of the rally, since that's why I made these t-shirts. So I haven't posted about my trip yet. I don't have a ride report. It's going to be long. And um, I just been lazy and <laughs> just trying to get caught up at work and stuff. So this week I will work on posting a ride report for my trip. Uh, but basically, I did six days from Wednesday, the 9th of September to Tuesday, the 15th of September. And I averaged about 300 miles a day, a little over, like some days I did 350, some days I did 300. Um, Saturday is the only day I actually didn't ride. Well, <laughs> I didn't ride a lot. I only rode like 250 miles or like 200 miles when I went out with a, a couple people and I posted photos on my Instagram. So if you follow my Instagram or if you just go to Instagram.com slash gearcheck, you'll see all the sport bike rally photos that I took during the week. You don't have to be a member or anything like that to see the photos. Um, but it was great. I got to ride down the Blue Ridge Parkway and Skyline Boulevard through the Shenandoah Forest. You know, all this, the roads that everybody tells you you need to ride, including the dragon. And I got a picture, a couple pictures from killboy.com, who also coincidentally sponsored the rally. So he took pictures of everybody. So if you're ever riding down the dragon or up, up or down, it's basically 129 in North Carolina. And it's um, near Fontana. So if you put in Fontana Village, North Carolina or just put Deals Gap in Google. And um, there's like three photographers out there at Deals Gap uh, or at on the Dragon, including Killboy. He was the first though, he started this whole thing. And then a few other people showed up to take pictures. So anytime you're out there riding, no matter what, they will take your picture. If you're on a bike, if you're on a car, if you're in a trike, it doesn't matter what you're riding, even if you're bicycling down the Dragon, they'll take your picture. So you just have to go to Killboy's website and look up the date you were there. And then I think he categorized it by bike type or he'll say cars, motorcycles, you know, trucks, everything else. So you can really like, you know, dive in and find yourself. And then certainly to share the pictures online, it's free. Like you can just hit the share button and you can share all your, you know, your photos with your friends, but you can buy them. They're like, you get a full res copy for, I think I paid $15 a picture or $11 or something. And it's a great photo. I think of all of them, I feel like Killboy was the best photographer. Like lighting and just the feel of it and it just everything. I thought he did the best photo. And I'm totally worth every penny that I spent to buy my picture. I think I posted it on my blog. I can't remember if I posted that. But it's on the, my Instagram feed as well. So thanks, Killboy. I really, really like my photo. Um, but it's great. So when you're out there, you can look up your pictures or you can buy a picture. Um, you know, whatever, 
whatever you want to do. Um, but it was great. So I basically rode down the east side of the Shenandoah National Forest and then the um, Smoky Mountains into Dales Gap. It's basically south of Asheville, North Carolina. And then um, on Sunday when I left, I went north up the Dragon and then I went east through Tennessee, just through some of the back roads uh, of Tennessee, like farm country, and then up through West Virginia, my favorite, one of my favorite places to ride. And then I slapped quite a bit um, to get home from Maryland and Delaware. So by that point, I was just ready to go home and miss my dog, miss my husband. So it was great. It was really great. I will try to put more details about my the roads that I took and some of the cool roads I found and then the ride I did on Saturday which was great and um, the dragon's great I mean it's a really fun road it's not the best road that I've ever ridden but it's a really really great one and um, but I definitely recommend if you're ever down there to at least ride it one time but it's not a scenic or like it's not something you ride to see you know picturesque mountains and stuff it's not that kind of road so if you want to like you want pretty scenery don't ride that road ride the Shen through the Shenandoah forest or through the Smoky Mountains but not 129 that's not what it's there for it's there to practice your cornering techniques and especially if you love tight 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 corners that's the only reason to really ride it and that's why sport bikes love it so much but there are people all kinds of people out there trikes and cruisers and all kinds of people riding up the dragon so highly recommend at least checking out once in your lifetime just to say you've ridden it Oh, and then uh, the other thing that was cool was for the first time ever, Kawasaki uh, was the first OEM to do demo rides on the Dragon. Like the only manufacturer to bring bikes out, new ones. There was a Ninja 1000, there was a Ninja 300, there was the new, um, uh, their cruiser, what's their cruiser line? Vulcan, right? Yes, the Vulcan S model. So they had a couple of those and then they had like a Versus. So they only had like seven of their bikes versus the whole like 20. But it was great because no one else has ever done that before because, well, you know, it's the Dragon. So <laughs> bringing out a bunch of brand new shiny bikes, you know, from uh, companies like Yamaha or KTM or whatever. It's just a liability nightmare. But Kawasaki's, they did it. They did it mainly for the women's sport bike rally. So we had demo rides on Saturday and Sunday, and then they opened it up. Basically, they give us higher priority, but then other people, just anyone in the, in the area could do demo rides that day. So they had a really good um, showing of people who did demo rides too. So big thanks to Kawasaki for providing that. It was really cool. Like I didn't, I didn't have time, unfortunately, to go do the demo ride, but um, it was, I just thought it was really great that they actually offered that um, that option to people and no one had done that before well tell us a little bit about the track day today track day was awesome this is my third technical technically my third track day however this is my second what i call a real track day because 
My first one was with Femmoto, which is a defunct activity. It's a... Femmoto was this really great event from like 2004 to 2007 or something or 2003 where OEMs brought brand new bikes, companies that don't do demo rides anymore. Moto Guzzi, um, you know, Ducati was there. Uh, I think Honda was there. Um, Kawasaki. And they brought brand new bikes just for women riders who were participating at Femmoto to ride these bikes on a track. And it was in Vegas. And so it wasn't like, it wasn't a true track day in the sense that there was instruction or classroom. It was just, hey, sign up, test ride any bike you want, um, take it out on the track and demo it and get a feel for it. And it was so cool. Sadly, this was before the dot-com bust. So that's why these companies were willing to spend all this money to bring these bikes out. So that was my first track day. My second one was a real one. I did a, I did an all ladies track day with Zoom Zoom in the Bay Area and Northern California. And we did Thunder Hill racetrack. So if you've ever done Thunder Hill near Chico, it is a really great track. So I did that like five or six years ago. And that was the last time I did a real track day, what I call a real track day, where there's coaches and they're giving you tips and they're watching your lines and they, you follow them and they follow you. And it was great. This was very similar setup through team promotion. I went to New Jersey and it was awesome. I just want to say that track days are not just for sport bikes. Um, cause there are different kinds of classes or different sessions. When you go to a track day, the way a track day is set up is there will be three groups typically either in colors or letters. So with the group I went with team promotion. So, cause there's always an organization who runs the track day. Who's like the quote school and they rent out the track. And they're the ones who put the money down and they're the ones who, you know, put out the instructors. They're the ones who find the corner worker. They're the ones who organize the track day. The track doesn't do any of that typically. So team promotion was the school or organization and they have three groups. So you're assigned to a white, a red, or a blue. And white was the beginner group. That's me. And you're only allowed to move up to the higher levels when they tell you. You don't just sign up for red because you think you can ride fast. If you've never done a track day um, here or you've just not, you've never really done them, you're always going to go in the beginner group. So I went into white, which was beginner, and they offer instruction. So after every session, you go in the classroom and you chit chat about the track and techniques and proper cornering. Track days are not for racing. Um, track days are for people who either, maybe they do race competitively, but they want to go to the track and ride it. They're not there to win something. They just want to go out and ride. It's also for people um, who, like me, who maybe you have some issues with cornering and riding and you're trying to improve your skills. And... You're just there to learn new techniques, um, proper cornering lines, how to ride your bike, uh, learning more about your bike, uh, pushing your skills a little bit, not about racing. And everyone thinks that track days are for going fast. And it's the opposite. 
Track days are not for going fast. Track days are for going slower and using the best technique, using the right technique. And then by default, as you work on those techniques, techniques, you will go faster. But you're not, you know, you're not going to be riding with a bunch of people who are tailgating you. And, you know, they're trying to run you off the track because they weren't going to go faster than you. It's not about that. Um, there's instruction, there were coaches, I had two or three different coaches follow me on the track. And I got to follow them. And I was going way slower than most other people like in the in the straights, people are going 120. You know, it's like a quarter mile straight away, but I really don't like going over 80. It terrifies me. It really scares me because your reaction times are pretty much non-existent. If you're going 80, there's absolutely no way in hell you have any time to react to something that happens in a split second. And that terrifies me. I feel like when I'm going 40 or 50, I have a little more control. But I just don't like going fast in a straight line. I have no desire to do it. I only do it on the freeway because I have to. So I'm going like 60. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm staying like on the far left side of the lane, like way over so nobody can pass me. I'm like hugging the grass practically and almost running into the grass because I don't want anyone to pass me on that side. So I'm going really slow and I'm just learning how to, you know, corner properly on my bike at the right speed and, you know, look through my corners and just really like learn how to ride, learn how to ride my bike. And um, my coworker, he is riding a Kawasaki Versus and he did it on his bike. And so it just doesn't matter. Uh, there was another person on a Multistrada, totally upright sport tourer. Um, there was someone on a Scrambler, Ducati Scrambler. It was really cool. Someone, yes, all different bikes. Uh, a 990 Adventure, somebody with boxes. He even had all his boxes on, or two of his boxes on. So all different bikes will do track days. And it's just there to help you gain confidence again or learn proper cornering. Um, but it was great. I, I had so we all had so much fun. It's just, it's one of those experiences. It's like going to Disneyland. Like, how do you not have fun at Disneyland? Right? You know, there's teacups and there's Mickey Mouse and, you know, the Cars Land. And I mean, it's just, it's so much fun. Like it's Disneyland for adults. You know, you ride your motorcycle and, and have a blast. And it was amazing. So I will, I'll do a, a little write up about that as well this week. Um, but I highly recommend it to everybody. Do a track day. Do a track day at some point in your life. It's so much fun. Oh, and I did not wear, I did not even wear a one-piece suit. Because if I buy a one-piece suit today, I will not wear it for another eight months. And to me, that's a waste of money. I wore a two-piece suit. So I wore, I actually bought some street pants, some um, like race fit street pants. Well, race fit trek pants, I guess. Um, I bought Revit Xena pants. And then I wore it with my um, eBay, my awesome eBay Revit $40 jacket. And because it has a full length zipper. So I, you don't even have to wear, you don't have to go buy a suit. Um, you just have to wear two-piece leathers that zip around all the way. Um, so it's not as intimidating as you think. It's amazing. It's one of the best experiences you'll have. 
and you will absolutely have a great time and you will not regret doing it. So I highly recommend finding a local organization. Go do a track day. And there are even some places where some of the organizations do ladies only groups, just like Zoom Zoom did in the Bay Area. Um, there's an organization called Sport Time Sport Bike Track Girl. Ah, sport Bike. No, I am doing this all wrong. There's there's a couple. Um, sport Bike Track Girl, I believe is the right wording. Um, I forget how they're associated with sport bike track time, but I've seen a few different organizations run women's only track day events where they'll take the beginner group and turn it into a ladies group. Um, and that's pretty cool because riding on the track with a bunch of women is, it just feels different than riding with men. It's, it's different. It just, there's a different vibe and it's so much fun. Um, if you look at my Instagram right now, I posted about three or four photos today that I took of some other ladies who are at the track today. So check them out because they were, they looked great. And um, it's always great to see more women at the track. So check that out. And oh, you know, at New Jersey, they have the Yamaha Champions Riding School. Uh-huh where you can ride an R3 or an R6 or an R1 or an FZ. They have like the whole Yamaha set up there to um, do the champions riding school. We have to save up for that next year. Maybe before the end of 2015, I'll get on a track. Remains to be seen, but uh, there's been some chatter about doing the Zoom Zoom over Thanksgiving. Actually, Jason has a class in December as well, so we'll see about both. So, tell us about your impending departure. Well, so I think you guys are all... Every podcast, someone gets to listen in about how my vacation tri trips have changed. Um, <laughs> this year has probably been the most disappointing as far as I'm stoked, it's planned, it's not happening Lather, rinse, repeat again, 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 again. So originally, um, two podcasts ago, I think we talked about how I had this great plan, spent a lot of time putting it together for my 40-day trip across country, which would end at uh, AIM Expo in Florida. And my office said, nope, 40 days is far too long. We're not going to let you have it. So I decided, well, if I can't, travel the full length, then maybe I can preserve the research and the work and, and visiting friends starting in the Northeast and then going down and I'll just buy a motorcycle because with that shortened time frame of like just a couple weeks, I didn't want to have the pressure of having to turn out an article because at that point I just want to enjoy myself and enjoy my vacation and visit with friends. So I tried to buy a motorcycle in the east and had quite a bit of trouble with people trusting me even though I said that I was gonna send them money first it was so amazing that someone would be hell-bent on me actually seeing the bike and being there and exchanging the money against just trusting that they're being honest unless of course they had something to hide so um, there was a bike that I was really really interested in getting and after a couple weeks of corresponding, he just decided that he didn't want to sell it, which um, just about put me over the edge. And last week, knowing that I needed to be back by a certain time, 
period and that time is closing in, I just decided, you know what, I don't even need, why do I need to worry about a motorcycle? I can travel anywhere I want. So let's just think about the places that I still haven't been that I would enjoy seeing. And one of which was Torre de Pane, the national park in Chile, actually the Patagonia region. And oddly enough, there is a devastating earthquake in Chile, and that usually is uh, comes after my decision to go visit somewhere. Um, not saying that I actually caused it, but I mean, I did travel to South America, and the devastating Peruvian earthquake was literally um, about a week before I left. So I was considering that, and I've also always loved Morocco. Morocco has been on my bucket list to visit as a backpacker for a very long time. And I thought, you know, that would be really cool. Why don't I just go back to my backpacking roots? You know, I don't, I don't need a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And I still bearing the curiosity of wanting a motorcycle and realizing, wow, a couple weeks in this country, like, how am I going to get from A to B? That's really, it, it always goes back to the same thing. I've been so spoiled. I, I used to rely on public transportation and taxis and buses so much and trains and which, you know, more or less kind of involves a little bit of research to know what kind of infrastructure the country you're visiting has. But it just, I always go back to the independence of movement. And so I looked up a couple message boards on ADV Writer and found a couple threads on Morocco. And a lot of people had been there, had spoken really highly of it. And actually a Horizons Unlimited message board recommended five different companies to rent from. Hmm. So I went and kind of snooped around and thought, okay, well, you know, let's see how much it costs. Because if it's 160 bucks a day, I'm out. <laughs> I, can't, I can't just have a bike for like a day or two. Yeah. So, so I looked around and found something that was pretty reasonable. And, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll obviously recap when I get back. But barring no complications, it was a great deal. And they're also covering kind of a roadside uh, assistance and insurance plan as well. So that seemed like a great option. Um, and uh, pretty much I'll be there for two weeks. I'll have a motorcycle the entire time I'm around. I'll uh, start in Marrakesh and just kind of uh, make my way through interesting parts of the country that I've found photographic-wise uh, that are near the coast, I've just kind of like, if you will, taken a cocktail napkin and marked all the cool places on it. I'm not even going to bother buying a map. Uh, I literally have, um, so far I need to make a hotel reservation when I arrive, but I literally have the plane ticket with several layovers, one of which is in Madrid. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm -hmm. And then I have the um, motorcycle rental. And that's it. And I'll probably get like some first couple of days of Marrakesh uh, stays squared away. And I think I'm just going to rely on Wi-Fi. Usually I think about buying a SIM card or unlocking my phone. And I could actually unlock the phone with the idea of maybe using the SIM, but uh, we'll see. So I'm looking forward to just going back to what I was accustomed to do in 2007, which is, or 2006 actually, which is just uh, show up. And, you know, I, that's kind of how I enjoy travel. Honestly, the 72 hours of quote-unquote pre-planning this trip were far more exhilarating than the three to five weeks of just stress of having a trip lined out and then having it get canceled and then having to go back and retweak it and then not being able to get everything working on the East Coast with buying a motorcycle. 
when I talked to Overland Expo. Fortunately, it was right at the time that they were going to print when I said, hey, I'm not sure if this is going to work out because I, I just can't find a bike to buy on the East Coast. And she needed to know right then and there. And so I said, well, I mean, maybe I'll just be a wild card. So take me off the schedule. And then if I show up, then awesome. And it turns out that when she took me off the schedule, she replaced me with someone else. So I thought, well, now I'm no longer committed to actually going out east. I'd really rather have all the pieces fall together than try to force a trip that, you know, just clearly is not going to happen. So, you know, fast forward to now when I'm just, okay, yeah, 72 hours, sweet. That's, this is how, like, vacation should be, you know, effortless. You're excited. Mm. I'm have these big eyes just waiting for like the moment I get there when I'm just completely overwhelmed in like every possible aspect. And yeah, I just, I can't wait. I think I get in and like in the early afternoon and I will probably pass out until the very next morning where I wake up and I'm like, Oh my God, this is really happening. Like I'm here. So yeah, every, um, I think it, I wouldn't say that I intend on traveling everywhere that an Indiana Jones film was done, but it almost seems that way. If you like backtrack to a lot of places I've been, (laughs) there are quite a few Morocco scenes in Indiana Jones movies. And and those were my favorite growing up. So I must say, so that's the next adventure. So um, I can guarantee you that I will be delaying all of my posts so that I'll probably have like a two to three day lag because I do not necessarily feel comfortable um, posting as I go. Well, so. you want to have fun. You also want to well, be able to not go worry too, about but it. But I also don't want to link a, a perfect little route map of yeah. where I currently am. Well, yeah, that too. But you may not Especially even, when I'm by maybe, myself. Maybe you won't even have access and that's fine. So just, I don't even worry about it. You know, post when you feel like Supposedly, it. Wi-Fi is everywhere. Yeah. So we'll mm-hmm. see how that pans yeah. out. But, so... The only way I could find some great tickets uh, at the last minute and not, um, actually, it was just really hard. You can't find, like, a a one-stop ticket from here to Marrakesh. It's actually pretty tough. So everything works with, like, two or three stops on the way over. And then, so three legs of flying on the way over and three legs on the way back. And on the way back, though, I am required to do an overnight layover. Couldn't get any other uh, setup. So what I did was I have an overnight layover in Madrid and I arrive at like 4 p.m. and I depart the next day at 11. Mm-hmm. And then so I will literally I've been looking at uh, the no reservations episode of Madrid. Mm-hmm. I will find one of those amazing restaurants that Anthony Bourdain went to nice. and I will book myself a reservation and I will go and I will be the fat and happy American tourist nice. speaking her best uh, Spanish um, and then just kind of wander throughout the city and I already have my hotel booked there and uh, when I fly back into the US the first place I'm stopping is for AIM Expo so I will be there on media day and I will be in Orlando through Sunday which is when I depart back to uh, LA so that that trip's definitely happening because it's booked <laughs> flight's done so uh, highly recommend. I actually popped online and I was looking for flights and I stumbled across AAA. And their search engine is run through Travelocity and mm-hmm. it's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. The website is terrible. Do not try to book a ticket through AAA Travel on their website. Mm. 
if you want to get an idea of the price that you can pay, potentially, go ahead and take a look. But don't try to book. Because what happened was every time I clicked submit, and I filled out all these windows and forms because I don't have, I don't think they allow, I don't think they allow you to save your data. Yeah. So every time I clicked go, mm. it came back with an error message and said, stop and try again. And every time I clicked go, which must have been a half dozen times, my credit card company got a ping that said that this company wanted to charge and they rejected every charge. And so mm. I literally pinged my credit card company a half dozen times to a point where when I went to the AAA office the next day and said, dude, you guys got to hook me up because your website's making me crazy and I see tickets for 1100 bucks, and that's totally reasonable. Yeah. So help me out. And I actually called the guy over the phone and he... Uh, I basically outlined, you know, roughly this is what I want. I want to connect in Miami. Right. I see that I can connect in Madrid. Right. And he said, let me call you back. And then he called me back and said, "How do you? what do you think of this? And it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. And he was able to book it. And because I'm a premium member, I paid 35 bucks, which I don't know if, I don't know who's used a travel agent, a real person, in a while. I That's haven't for about, at least 10 years. That used 35 to be, bucks is yeah. amazing. So yeah. I figured travel agents charge like an extra 200 so I don't know. But anyway, mm -hmm. 35 bucks, AAA office, pretty impressive. Yeah. And as well, pretty I got good. their travel insurance with trip cancellation. So um, always get medical oh. evac no matter where I go because you just, you know, you don't know. And... Uh, you know, we, we had a friend who recently went traveling and was injured. He didn't need evac, but he did get put back together in the ER and continue his travels for a short period of time before flying back to the U.S., where he had to go through, like, 20 different opinions before they finally finally put a plate in his collarbone. So, so woo, I don't know. <laughs> but I am saying that I, I do um, always recommend, like, I think I do like Assist Card USA is what, who I usually go through. But considering I got my tickets through AAA and they were reasonable enough, it's like 125 bucks to cover up to a certain dollar hmm. amount. So depending on how much you've committed to and put down um, with a credit card for hmm. reservations, that's usually what you want to cover in your trip cancellation. Because forever, you know, for whatever reason, if something happens, depending on your level of coverage, you know, I break my ankle before I go. Well, then, you know, trip cancellation kicks in and I'm refunded what I've already committed to in flight and, and uh, motorcycle. So I um, always recommend that just as for from some financial protection as well as the evac because, you know, I, I go to really crazy destinations and uh, it's always nice to have the option to get out and get to a solid hospital. It doesn't have to be back to the U.S. It can be to the nearest city um, that has a, a good hospital. So Sounds like a great vacation plan. My plan is to stay home next weekend while the Pope's here. That's about my only plan right now. And then maybe another track day in October. We'll see. <laughs> there are lots of events going on in the Northeast, considering I had to cancel from several of them. Yeah. Um, you do still have Overland Expo the first weekend of October. Second through fourth in uh, yeah, Nashville. That I don't have to take vacation hey, time off for. I'm, I'm not necessarily out. recommending this to you. There are some oh, people true. listening that might be curious. Yeah, true. Um, there is also the Motorcycle Film Festival, which is happening, I think, starting next week in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And that is all motorcycle related films. 
that we'll be showcasing for about a week, uh, a week's time at the Motorcycle Film Fest. And again, that is next week. Yeah, there is also the Barber Vintage Museum and Vintage Race Days, which I think is like the 9th, 10th, 11th, maybe? It's whatever that weekend is mm-hmm. in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. It's also an event that I'm going to be missing, but I will be able to uh, attend AIM Expo. So if you happen to be designating some time to come down to Orlando and visit, please uh, say hi drop me a line. I think we're going to have to have a short one. I'm so tired. I got up at 6.30 this morning so that we could prep our bikes. Actually, we drove there last night uh, because Jersey has hotel rooms above the garages. So if you don't want to camp in the parking lot. But we got up really early this morning to prep the bikes and get them ready for inspection because they have to look it over and all that stuff. So I'm so tired. And, you know, from track day, I'm also really tired from just riding today. So in case the audio sucks, then <laughs> a shortened episode might be just, just what we need. Um, but stay tuned. I don't know. Maybe I'll record a solo episode or I'll find a, find a, someone to sit in. Maybe join me for an episode while Christy's on vacay. Until then, thank thank you for listening. Please visit us at motorific.com. Follow us on Instagram as Motorific Media or Gear Chick. And you can always email us on Motorific on the website and visit us on Facebook. So until then, we will talk to you soon. Hopefully I will uh, get us back an episode in a couple weeks. And have a good one.